Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And we are brought together again on this beautiful spring morning. I don't know what it's like in Michigan right now, but right here it's sunny and in the 40s, which is fine. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Um, But it's really nice. How are things in Michigan, Megan? Snowing. Are you serious? Yep. It's April. (laughs) Yep. I took the trash out to the curb, so it did not interrupt the podcast this week. And there was definitely snow coming down. I was like, oh, this is cool. We're supposed to have scattered snow showers all day today. We're in like an unseasonably low, though, for like the next week or two. So the highs will only be in the 40s. So it's okay, though. It's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just our motto for this spring, right? It's okay. It's all okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Because otherwise, well, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think about that. Exactly. Yes. But how are you doing? You doing good? I'm already going a little bit stir crazy being furloughed. Mm. Working the ins and outs of the unemployment system is just super fun. Right. Yeah. I need to figure that out myself, actually. Yeah. It was kind of easy, but there's just so much that's new like I've never had to file unemployment before Mm -hmm. so it's just like oh okay um this work right yeah I imagine it's a lot more complicated now because so many people are filing so yeah they're getting answers really fast so I know for I've had to file in North Carolina because that's where my employer is still and uh, they got me an answer in like two days nice so yeah so it's working the systems are okay generally especially if I try to check them only at 10 p.m at night and not during the day (laughs) good to know (laughs) yeah they're really busy during the day in every state so it's just you know every a lot of people Mm -hmm. are applying yeah so yeah I need to do I need to look into that for sure I don't know it's so complicated right now because uh, you know, I got laid off from the pool, but I'm technically working for Starbucks, so I've gotten paid from Starbucks, but I haven't worked any hours, so I don't know what to... Oh, it's uh, so you can do, like, partial, and most states are letting you do, so if, like, one job laid you off and you're short, like, the 30 hours or whatever from right. the pool, you can be like, well, I was working 50 hours a week, and now I'm only able to work 20. Right, but I'm not... I haven't worked any... So it's, I don't know how to report it, I guess. I just need to look into it. Yeah. Because I know they'll report, like, if you've gotten any payment and you're like, yes, from this job, but I haven't gotten any from this job. Right. And so you could do, like, partial or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) I'll figure it out. Yeah, that's what I've been, like, in they're asking me to certify. That's my big complaint right now is North Carolina was like, are you looking for jobs? I'm like, no, my job is hiring me back. But in most cases with unemployment, you should be actively looking for work. 
Right. And it's like, I'm not doing that, though. Just give me my money. (laughs) Yeah, there are. amount it is. It definitely depends on the state, but most states, there's a requirement that you are continuing to look for employment. And for me, it's like, well, yeah, I have employment, but I don't. I don't yeah, know. exactly. I'm not, I'm not working. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know Michigan, when I was looking at filing through there, was waiving the need to certify you were looking for work. Yeah. If you were laid off because you were affected by the virus. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I think North Carolina's system just doesn't have that in place yet. Right. And considering they were having issues with their website to begin with. I don't think they're rushing to implement new things for right. the website that's already <laughs> not working. It'll get figured out, though, right? Yeah, it's, they're learning new things all Good. the time. Good. So on another note, um, yeah, I'm. Um, oh, I I watched Tiger King yesterday. <laughs> that's a uh, that was interesting. I like started watching. And I was over at Jeff's place hanging out with the kids. And um, and then I came home and my roommate was watching it, like a completely different episode. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was further along in the series. <laughs> um, but I was like, I could not stop watching. It's like watching a train wreck. Like, it's like, I just can't look away. And my roommate's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't, I just, I can't, I have to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what it's like. It's just this disaster mm. of these people. And you're just like, I don't understand. It's like watching Making a Murderer. It's like, all right, this is crazy. And then wait, it gets way crazier. <laughs> yes. I still have to watch the new episode they came out with on Sunday. New episode of what? Tiger King because they were the original seven and then they did um like a like a because it was so popular yeah and it's hosted by Joel McHale from Community oh weird yeah they did more interviews with people and stuff so I'm not quite sure what it's gonna be like I haven't seen that one either I just watched the seventh episode that's good to know that there's more All right. Well, maybe we could talk about that next week. (laughs) Are you ready to move along and talk about some running? Yeah. Okay. Megan, I saw that you've been getting some runs in this past week. How's your training been going? Good. I messed up my schedule last week, uh, partly due to weather and partly due to being lazy, honestly. Tuesday, I was all, I was getting dressed to go run, and there's this massive crack of thunder, and then it starts raining, and then it starts lightning, all within about the same five minutes, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, and then it continued for like four hours. I assume you didn't go run. No, I definitely did not. I was like, there's no way. So that's one of the things I'm pretty good about. I just won't go in the thunder and lightning just because it's not super safe. And then uh, Wednesday was my first day being off work officially. And I did 
absolutely nothing all day. And so I did not get my run in. And I was like, okay. Um, so I adjusted and did my assessment run that they've been yelling at me to do on Thursday, which went pretty good. It was cold. I do remember that because I was like, maybe if I run faster, uh, I'll be less cold. Mm-hmm. I did, um, so it ended up being about almost five miles, and I did a, I think it was 17 minutes of warm-up. Yeah, I warmed up for 17 minutes, and then uh, slowly jogged for two, and then ran my two miles as fast as I could, and I went to the track, and they were 8.49 and then 8.46, Nice. For my two miles, which I was proud of because, one, I'd already been running for 20 minutes at that point at a much slower pace. And then I was really cold. And so I didn't have a good feel for my pace. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to not look at my watch or anything and just go as hard as I could. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And when my first mile hit 849, I was like, oh, I didn't know I was going that fast. Okay. (laughs) So just keep going. Because you know when it's cold out and your legs just, all you can feel is how cold your legs are. You can't necessarily feel how hard you're working them. So I was like, I don't. You just kind of numb. Yeah. I felt like I was like going 11, 12 minute miles. I was like, this is so slow. (laughs) (laughs) Just because my legs are so cold, but it was fine. And then I did a 46 minute run on Friday. This one ended up being really late just due to kind of lack of motivation and getting out there. I think I left the house at almost nine and it was slower. I do know that. I think it was like 12 minute miles, 1220. But I was okay with that because I'd run hard the day before and it was late. And I was like, okay, I did my run though. Um, Saturday was a 31 minute run and I did this. I delivered masks to a friend. She lives like a mile and a quarter away. So I ran to her house, delivered masks to her door and then ran back home. Nice. Yeah, work sent me, we had face masks that some of our vendors from China mailed us, and work sent us some. But my roommate and I already have a lot of masks, and I had a friend sew me one as well. So I have a couple of those already. So, and my friend works as a receptionist in a doctor's office right now. And she's deemed essential. So she's still going into the office and dealing with different people every day. And she told me she has to keep telling them to stay six feet away mm-hmm. because the office is so small. There's not a whole lot of room. Right. So she always has people coming into her bubble. And I was like, okay, do you want these masks I have? She's like, yeah. So I just ran them to her. It was my first run with a face covering because I wore a mask because they're now kind of suggesting you wear masks outside if you aren't going to be able to stay six feet away from people. Right. And 
my sidewalks around my house are still full of people when it's nice out. So I covered my face and then I did a quick one mile run on Sunday, which even with me missing a day, I still maintain the same distance as last week. Nice. Yeah. So I was proud of that. I was like, okay, this week I have two easy days today and tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, at just a mile. Thursday is about six miles and Friday will be about a mile and a half. And then Sunday is my six minute assessment run, which is just slowly warm up and then run six minutes as far as I can. So I'll go to the track and do that again. And that's about three and a half miles. So I'll end up just over 12 again, like 12 and a half miles this week. Nice. Very consistent. Yes. I was looking, I was like, why is this still so slow? But I'm like, well, we still have a lot. There's 27 weeks. Yeah. And if I maintain 12 or 13 or 15 for a while, then it's less likely to get hurt. My plan's been changing a lot. I was like, oh, yes, I have some actual speed work coming up. Not yet. But I do have longer runs. Like, I'm running for an hour. So it's increasing that time, which I'm proud of. And it's okay, honestly, because this week's cold. (laughs) Right. Speed work in the cold is much less fun. Yeah. That's awesome. You you did so well this week. I'm super excited for you and your consistency and maybe now that you're not um working you're not you're not working at all anymore, right? Right. So you have time to kind of space out your runs and do them whenever during the day, which is nice. <laughs> I'm in that position now and I'm thinking about like eventually I am going to have to go back to work and I don't know when the hell I'm going to run. <laughs> But yeah, I'm that's not worrying about that. <laughs> yes, I keep thinking I'm, I get to schedule it when it's the warmest part of the day, mm-hmm. or when, because um, we had a day that was sixty degrees last week or two. So last week was really nice, but I'm like, so I'm always looking at the weather. I'm like, okay, so it'll be the warmest at this part of the day, so we can run then. Mm-hmm. It's still. Michigan is weird in that the warmest still has been like 6 p.m. But that gives me all the time to get ready for it. And so I'm out the door at 6 instead of just getting off work and having to get ready and everything. Mm. So it's been kind of nice to not have that going straight from work into a run. Yeah, that's awesome. So silver linings, right? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, great job this week. One of the things that I noticed this morning is that it's actually like starting to get light out at like 5.30 in the morning now, which I'm like, yes, summer's coming. I have more daylight to run in in the morning, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is nice. So I'm appreciating that about spring. And it's been fairly like moderate here weather-wise. You know, we've had some rainy days, but like temperature-wise, it's been like in the 40s and 50s. And occasionally days, you know, getting up near 60 and whatnot. Um, So it's been good, nice, predictable spring weather for me. No 
freak snowstorms in April yet. <laughs> so knock on wood, no more snow. <laughs> so this past week, let's see, Tuesday, I had my three by two miles at half marathon pace. Um, and I was just going to kind of go on effort. This felt really good. I noticed it usually takes me like a little bit of time to warm up. I can't just like get running fast right out the door. Um, but my warm ups usually are pretty good. I did, let's see, I averaged over my three repeats. The first was 935, the second was 939 average, and the third was 936. So previously I had been aiming for like 955. <laughs> So the fact that these are like 20 seconds per mile faster was super cool. Um, I do think I probably ran them faster than I should have because definitely by the end, even though they felt easy, I, I do think it was probably closer to 10K pace. It's like what I could sustain over a 10K rather than a half marathon. But I'm fine with that. They, they felt relatively easy and um, yeah, I felt good. That was a good run on Tuesday. And then Wednesday was my rest day run, which I usually just do a mile really easy. However, <laughs> Wednesday morning, I was feeling really good and wanted to go a little further. And I ended up doing about three miles easy and averaged 1028. So that shows you I was like really feeling good. Um, I think because my long runs on the weekends have been so, like, physically, like, demanding that, like, by the time Wednesday comes around and I'm recovered from them, I'm like, man, I want to run. <laughs> um, so that was good. And Thursday was nine miles at marathon pace. The week before was the week that I kind of crapped out at um, around six or seven miles. So I wasn't really sure how this was going to go. I was aiming for 10.48 again. And the first five miles of this run felt so good. So again, probably went out faster than I should have. I averaged um, 10.39 pace over the entire nine miles. But the last four definitely felt harder. And I wasn't trying to like keep it that fast but that was just the pace that I was running so like I, I tried to slow it down but it ended up being about the same pace and it just kind of felt hard towards the end but I got it done so that was nine miles averaging 1039 next run was an easy run or a recovery run on Friday I was really sore I've been doing occasional workouts still like squats and glute bridges. Um, I think last week I did some single leg glute bridges. That was a terrible idea because I was really sore on Friday. So I just did five miles. It should have been six, but I was like, you know, if I can get four or five, I'll be good with that. So I was happy to get five in. Um, the next day, Saturday, was another easy run. Again, I had six on the schedule. This time I felt a little better. So I ended up doing seven easy and average 1218 so that was a nice really easy pace for me um, and then my long run on Sunday was 16. 
So I, I went up to the rail trail in um, Newmarket and this was like, I wasn't really sure if I'd be able to run on it because uh, some of the like state parks are, are closed and some like trails are off limits and some are not. And they did have no parking signs up. So I went um, and looked it up online and found out that even though you can't park there, the trail is still open for use and you just need to like respect, you know, distancing and whatnot. So what I did was I parked about a mile away and ran to the trail and then did my run on the trail. And there was very, there were very few people out, which was nice. So I didn't really have to like dodge people. And then anytime I did kind of come up behind somebody, I was just like right behind you so that they could move out of the way and I wouldn't be interfering on their, um, personal space and I've been wearing a mat um, not a mask but a buff to cover my nose and mouth while I run so my 16 miles on the trail went pretty well overall it's definitely like the longest run it's the longest run I've done this training cycle and the longest I've run without having someone with me to talk to so it definitely is harder mentally you know to run for three plus hours by yourself but um, I was listening to an audiobook which I'll talk about in my recommends so that definitely helped to like make the time pass and it was a beautiful morning you know it was probably like in the low 40s when I started and in the low 50s when I finished and it was sunny and peaceful and quiet and I saw a woodpecker <laughs> um, I got a picture of that it was just a really nice run I also did this run without any fuel or water. I didn't carry anything on me. Ever since that 15 that I did with Amy, or actually since um, Rock, the run for the border route that I ran, I just decided like all my runs with gels are pretty terrible, so I'm not going to bother with those anymore. I'm going to try and do it without any fuel and uh, see how that goes. As long as I keep it easy, I should be fine. Um, so you, that was actually good. Like my, fa my last mile was my fastest. So I averaged 1159 for the whole run. Most of my miles were in the 12s and my last mile was around 11 minutes. Um, so that was really good. I did feel thirsty towards the end and I wasn't like consciously aware of the fact that I was thirsty, but when I was like running past the river, I was like, oh, that water looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I figured out I was thirsty. Um, fortunately, I had a beverage in my car and I was fine after I was done. So I don't, you know, I think I can run fine without any fuel or water for three hours as long as it's not like super hot and I'm not working super hard. I think for like a marathon, I would definitely want to supplement. So I probably should be practicing that, but I feel better without, so... I don't know. I'm going to see how long I can keep it up for, I guess. <laughs> and then yesterday I had just an easy five mile run. So this was slow. I was definitely sore and tired from everything that I've done. So I averaged about 1238 pace over the five miles, but kept it at a really easy effort and felt relatively good. One issue that I've been having this past week is that my um my right quad's been kind of tight. So I've been trying to like not I guess not worry about it. I don't like to um 
stretch or foam roll my quad because I feel like it aggravates it more than anything. So I've been just kind of trying to like leave it alone. And one thing that I've noticed is that it'll normally feel tight at the beginning of a run. And then by like mile three, I'll have warmed up into the run and then I'll feel fine. So, um, and that's been true of all my, all my runs this past week. So I try not to worry about it because I know generally the feeling, the tightness goes away. But it's been a little bit of something like, oh, I better keep my eye on that, make sure it's not getting any worse. Um, so that's been my past week. It's been my high, highest mileage week so far. I ran 56 and a half miles last week. And this week is going to be kind of a cutback week. I'll be keeping about the same intensity. So today I have two repeats of three miles at half marathon pace. Um, Tomorrow is rest day run. Thursday is nine miles at marathon pace again. Friday and Saturday will be easy runs and then my long run on Sunday will only be 10 miles. So, um, So that'll be a nice cutback in mileage but maintaining the intensity. So should be good. As of last week I have hit over 500 miles for this year so far. I think I'm at like 525. So pretty close to being on track with my 2020 goal. And yeah, my first official like milestone in the 2020 challenge. So that was kind of exciting hitting 500. So yeah, doing okay. Getting plenty of sleep, recovering well, eating well. Haven't had any like real asthma attacks this past week so that I got that under control so doing good um I haven't decided yet if I'm actually going to like go out and run a marathon the day of my marathon so I'm about a week out not a week out I'm about a month out from what would be <laughs> what would have been my marath- my spring marathon um and then I think Next week, not this week, but next week would be my peak mileage, um, highest week of training. So I think I probably will either do a solo marathon attempt or just do a really long run that day, um, at least 20 miles, just so I can get that last like fitness boost of my like training session. And then I'm going to switch focus from marathon training to triathlon training basically and keep up my running so yeah haven't decided on on the marathon attempt I I kind of like I like the idea of it but at the same time it's like nah, I don't really want to do it <laughs> I mostly just want the fitness you know I'm not running marathons to run the marathons I'm running marathons to get faster at running marathons if that makes sense <laughs> so I don't know haven't decided we'll see So that's where I'm at. Still going strong on the run streak. Day 138, I believe. Um, Haven't done any swimming because it's not warm enough outside and um, pool is closed. But I have been doing a little bit of biking, a little bit on the spin bike, a little bit outside. That's where I'm at. So overall, solid week of training for both of us. Megan, are you ready to move along and talk about our Runner Girl Recommends? Yeah. 
All right. So what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is a yogurt from Noosa. It's called High Low, and it's high protein, lower sugar yogurt. Mm. But I don't think it's Greek yogurt. So for people who have issues with Greek yogurt flavors, this won't be an issue for them. It's a little bit creamier. I like Noosa yogurt for that. The calories are kind of high because it isn't Greek yogurt. It must not be. But um, it's got 12 grams of protein per little container. Wow. That's pretty good for yogurt. Yeah. And only 12 grams of sugar. So protein and sugar are equal. And it's a fruit. This flavor is strawberry. It was really good. I ate it yesterday um, for breakfast or pre-breakfast snack. <laughs> I don't know. I never eat like real meals anyway. And now that I'm not working and my sense of time is all jangled, I just kind of eat whenever without regards to what time right. it is. It's actually, I feel like that's a more intuitive way to eat. It's just kind of like eating when you're hungry. You know? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I am not a yogurt person at all. <laughs> um, this looks like a good option, though, if you do like yogurt. And just scrolling down to look at the other flavors, it looks like they have a peach flavor of Hilo. Yes. I have not seen it in store yet. Uh, so I did not know they had it, but that's going to be what <laughs> I look for next. Um, <laughs> nice. I got the other one I got was Wild Berry. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking for the peach, though, next time I go to the store or when things are back to normal. Right. Yeah, and it looks like they all have 12 grams of protein and 12 grams of sugar in the 170 calories. Nice. That's awesome. Looks like a great choice for yogurt. I will not be trying that. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, great recommends. My recommend, as previously mentioned, is an audiobook. This was one that I found on the Hoopla app um, that works through the library. So I just borrowed it. Um, and it's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And it's basically like a autobiography. I guess, but it's uh, like a self-help thing. So she kind of talks, she goes a little bit into like the spirituality side of it, which I can totally relate to, but um, makes it sort of like a universal, like, hey, this can apply to everyone. It's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And it's basically just about how to change your attitude and your um, thoughts from being more like doubtful or hard on yourself to being more positive and, and how it can um, benefit you to do that. And um, I just thought it was a really great listen. She's got a little bit of humor in there, but it's mostly just relatable to me because, you know, I'm, I definitely feel like I'm on 
a similar journey to her. So it was fun to listen to. And I did was able to pick up some insights from it too. So definitely recommend You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. It's great to have something to listen to on long runs, if nothing else. So hopefully people get something out of that. I have this book in a paper copy. Yes. Have you read it? No. That would (laughs) require reading the books we buy. So we don't do that. We just buy them. But you have so much time available to you now. (laughs) Yes. I will probably be picking up more time to read. I have that one. I also bought Gretchen Rubin's The Four Types of People Nice book because Amazon has a thing where if you buy nonfiction books from their like great on Kindle section, they give you credit towards more books in the great on Kindle section. Nice. Which tend to be a ton of nonfiction. So it ends up being like I paid... I don't know, I think 15 bucks for three or four books a couple weeks ago because you buy another book and they give you more credit even if you used credit on the previous purchase. Mm. So it's like I paid the initial upfront fee for one book and then got credit for more. And I was like, okay, I could have kept going. And I was like, "Uh, we'll hold off, Megan, on this. Let's read more books that you have on Kindle. I was going to say, you you get the credit for buying the book, but you don't actually have to read the book. Yes. You yes. still get credit for owning it. Yes. Yeah. There's no... So I picked up a couple nonfictions, and I started the Gretchen Rubin one. I'm partial of the way into it. So you're, then... you're the rebel, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I took the quiz, too, and then it confirmed that, but I was reading it. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's me, 100%. Yeah. So I'm definitely the questioner. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so anyone um, who has no idea what we're talking about, it's the it's a book by Gretchen Rubin, and she talks about how everybody is motivated in different ways and puts you into like these four different types of people based on whether you're motivated internally, externally, both or neither. So Megan's neither. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Great recommends this week. Lots of reading ideas and yogurt ideas. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. This week's Runner Girl of the Week from our Strava Club is Amy Schlothauer. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and she shared a run that she did on Saturday. It was about 12 and a half miles, and she averaged about eight minute miles, which is awesome. And I really wanted to share this run by her because she got a course record on a segment on Strava that's the con- the county line climb, and this segment looks like has a 3% grade of 139 feet over less than a mile. So I just thought that's awesome that she got the course record for that on a challenging segment. So kudos to Amy. Great run. Super impressive 
to run 12 and a half miles at that pace anyway and then to bust out that segment like that is awesome so great job amy yeah good job and don't forget, if you join the Runner Girls Club on Strava, you may be our next Runner Girl or Guy of the Week when we find your run. Up next, we have feedback. So we got a post on our Strava Club by Kent. And this was a, a YouTube video. Obviously, we're not going to include that. We'll include the link in the show notes, but it looks like it's a video podcast or a YouTube podcast about Iron Man. And what he was talking about was backwards running, (laughs) which apparently that's a thing. I don't know. Have you heard anything about backwards running, Megan? Um, Slightly before, but not recently. Okay, so my question to that is, why (laughs) what's the point working different muscles i assume yes there is some talk about how you work different muscles but it's also can be dangerous i mean not dangerous but well yeah i mean you uh, how do you see where you're going i mean you have to have like your neck turned around right so that you can kind of see behind you a little bit maybe you hold a mirror but I think on a track and stuff it's not as bad but I was more talking the dangers is you can hurt yourself yeah just because you're working different muscles in a way and if you try to do it really fast and it's not as I guess not as natural that's what I was trying to find because you're implementing a completely different way of running your form is going to be different and so it's going to be a big change mechanically (laughs) um so yeah definitely if it's something that you want to get into you're probably going to have to try a little bit at a time and get used to it but also this is a very risky time to do such a thing in the first place I would think because you need to be able to see if there's people behind you right like I don't know I don't know how that would work Kent have you tried this? Tell us more about it. He just in- included a link to a YouTube video, so I'm not sure if he's actually even attempted it or not. So, um, interesting concept, backwards running. It also does talk about the sale of Iron Man, which has been a big deal in the triathlon community. Really? Yeah, they were sold. I'm sure the video will tell us more. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to watch it now. It's only 30 minutes, so I'll watch it later. But Iron Man was sold to a Chinese company, hmm. which I don't, that doesn't really matter. But it was only sold for $650 million. Only. Well, I thought Iron Man would be worth more than that. Yeah, I mean, when you think about, like, how much money they must make. Yes. That, yeah, I, I get that. That's, wow. That's kind of a big deal, I guess. I don't know a lot about the Iron Man like, company itself or anything about the races. I've, you know, I'm, I'm like so new into the triathlon world that it's like beyond me right now. <laughs> Not even yeah. thinking about Iron Mans. <laughs> well, they do half Iron Mans and Olympics too in right. some of their cities. But I guess it's just a private 
conglomerate that bought it out. Hmm. And they're, I'm going to have to find more about it. Yeah. I know people were just curious about how it was going to impact everything. Especially since, like, Iron Man or their company, this article is saying, accounted for 91% of the global market share of long-distance triathlon events. So that shows how yeah. much of a hold Iron Man slash this world triathlon company, I think is what they were called. Yeah, they own five exclusive triathlon brands. Wow. And so That's now so it was bought out. I think it was to bring more triathlon stuff to China because it's not as big there. Mm-hmm. It will be, though. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to do more. It looks like the company that bought it, Wanda, they're just trying to get a foothold yeah, and become a better sports company because they've bought a couple other sports companies worldwide as well. And they're basically saying that because China has more people making more middle income now, that they're more in- like triathlon, which is so, interesting. I never sorry, thought about you, um, recreational sports. I lost you for a second there. You said because China oh. has more like middle class income? Yes. So, and um, never thought about how an uh, income relates to recreational sports. Mm. So it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I can link this article to active.com and talks about the transfer so people can read what I was talking about. And if you guys know more of the impact, you can let us know. You know something we don't know. <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, because I'm just, I remembered hearing about it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then. Because I'm really out of triathlons this year. I didn't think much about it. And then the video reminded me about it. Awesome. Yeah, we'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Unless there was anything else running related that you wanted to talk about or in general. Just about how the world's falling apart or coming back together. (laughs) What you're filling all of your free time with. Um, I do have a friend who let me borrow a bike trainer. Nice. That I have yet to set up. Mm-hmm. So I need to try that. And right. After you read all those books first though, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can read on the trainer maybe. Oh I yeah. Know. I will see how life goes. Um, <laughs> but so I'm going to try to set that up this week and get an indoor ride in. Because it's still been a lot chilly for me riding the bike mm. outside. Sure. So yeah, I agree. Like I need, I need much warmer weather before I enjoy riding outside for very long. Like it, it needs to be at least fifty-five, preferably sixty, because I feel definitely feel a lot colder on the bike. So I can totally relate to that. Well, awesome. I hope you enjoy the use of the bike trainer. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on it because I have mixed feelings about it myself. (laughs) But I think that's it for this week. So, Megan, what are we both going to go out and do this week? Run. We're going to get outside and run. Yes. And if we ride, we'll probably do that indoors, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. 
All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.